Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Premium Spiciness TCG podcast. The first episode is a small introduction of myself and to answer some questions that you lovely guys have asked me. So without further ado, let's get on with it. So the first part of this will be the introduction of myself and the page and stuff like that. So, my name is Jacob Quinn, I'm 19 years old and I live in Brighouse, West Yorkshire. Uh, if you haven't heard of the town, it pretty much goes by a lot of names. The actual like pronunciation is Brighouse, but when people send me stuff, mail, uh, parcels and stuff like that, we've had quite a lot of different names of it. We've had Bright House, we've had Bridge House, we've had Brick House. Uh, so there's quite a lot of uh, a lot of different names for the town we live in, which is pretty funny because it still gets to the same address at the end of the day, which is fine. But anyway, sidetracked a little there. I do apologise. Uh, so yeah, uh, 19 living brick house. Uh, the reason why I started the page was because me and my brother uh, played a TCG. We come. It's weird, really, because our minds are like, we'll see a card, and then we'll just have, like, a million ideas and a million thoughts about how could we get that card to work? How would that work with this? Would that work with that? Let's try this. Um, and I think on Pokemon Trading Card Game Online itself, we do actually have a deck called Test Idea, uh, which basically is our go-to, like, deck with if we've got any outrageous ideas so for example one of the ideas we had was would power plant cancel the fact that Latios GX needs to have four or more Pokemon on your bench to attack and the answer to that is yes yes it is another idea we had was Shadow Box Mimikyu which I believe is from Cosmic Eclipse the set if I attached a Rainbow Energy to my Latios GX and then benched Mimikyu, would I be able to still attack if I've only got like Mimikyu on the bench, which is just one Pokemon and Latios in the active? Would that count? Yes, you can attack with Latios GX, which is like absolutely amazing because you can potentially get that turn one, turn two, tag purge. I think it's tag purge. Uh, oh, it's clear vision. Clear vision. My apologies to you, Pokemon TCG players. Uh, it's Clear Vision GX, which then prevents your opponent playing or using any of their GX attacks, which is absolutely filthy if you come up against ADP, because we all know how much that likes to uh, just dominate the meta. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sidetracked again. Do apologise. Um, it's basically just a case of we thought, oh, well, we could get maybe a small fan base, which sounds like... I don't know, tooting our own trumpet or something, but I just wanted to share our ideas and combos and stuff with other people who we've had some people who are like, oh wow, never even thought you'd even think about that, never thought of doing that, what, you know, what? why would you do that, that's just crazy, uh, and then we've just had some people who are like, yeah, your ideas are dumb, mate, you should just stop it, which obviously you do get that regardless of what you do, if you're going to do something you enjoy, you basically just do it. You should not bother with what everyone else thinks because everyone has an opinion. And obviously everyone's entitled to an opinion, but some people are like more happy to uh, express their opinion towards you. Which basically you just got to just, you know, ignore it. 
I mean, it might get you down, it might just make you think, is it all worth it at the end of the day? But basically, it is, yeah. If, if there's something you enjoy and people don't enjoy it, I just basically have the, the mindset of, you're just jealous, you can't do it yourself. But yeah, anyway, back to the uh, the Pokemon instead of just like a little bit of life, life lesson there. You are welcome for that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we started the... Um, Start the page uh, with myself. Uh, some of the ideas and stuff like we've come up with is with my brother as well. So I do give him a uh, honourable mention to that. But anyway, uh, so the very first like thing we ever did, create a Facebook page and then we had a logo which was just basically a Pikachu uh, with a Mexican hat and a moustache because we thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And then we got... Uh, in contact with one of our fellow friends, uh, his name is Ben Allen, he's quite well known in the Pokemon community. He also runs his own store on eBay and hopefully he's going to have a website up and running soon called Extra Collectibles or Extron Collectibles, it's one of the two. My apologies if you are listening Ben for the uh, mispronunciation of your store. But anyway, hopefully it'll still get people to uh, buy from there and visit as well. So we got in contact with Ben, and then we, we've like, together, we designed a logo. Uh, if you, the logo should be on the album of this podcast. If it's not, or you've just like randomly clicked on it, or it's come up as a suggestion, and you've gone, oh, that looks cool, let's click on that, and let's have a listen. It's basically a red chili pepper with a Pikachu on a surfboard with the words premium spice and it's TCG. Now, I know you may be wondering, where did that even come from? Well, uh, the pepper is basically just to represent the spiciness. Uh, the Pikachu is just to represent its Pokemon related stuff. Uh, and the reason why it's on a surfboard is because it looks cool. That's literally it. I thought, oh wow, that looks absolutely amazing. We should just use that as a logo. So yeah, uh, big old... Uh, Shout out to Ben Allen there. You should definitely check him out in the Pokemon community because he's actually a very nice person. But yeah, uh, and then after that, we just thought, right, let's crack on with it. Uh, we'll go and do some decks. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see if anyone is interested. And if we just reach like maybe 10 likes or something, then I think we'll do it as a permanent thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, like if you've created a page or something on Facebook you've automatically pretty much got the likes from your family members but obviously I don't want this to sound rude or out but with your family members uh, liking it it's not really like any sense of achievement because obviously like your family are always there to back you and stuff like that so I had my mum like it and she was like oh I've given it a like there we go hopefully it'll get the ball rolling and then I think uh, we did our first deck review I can't quite remember what that was on but uh the next day, I woke up and we got about 10 likes and I thought, oh wow, so there's 10 people who like it. Maybe there is actually some people out there who's interested in some of these uh, ideas and creative whack stuff. So uh, yeah, we started um, sharing it about, uh, putting it in some groups like Pokemon Cards UK. There's another group called New Buy, Sell, Trade, Swap group as well that we posted it in there. Uh, like I said, we've made, we've made some uh, very nice friends in the Pokemon community, which if you're looking for something to collect or just like feel nicely a part of, I'd recommend it because it's absolutely amazing. 
you meet some absolutely amazing people, long life friends, and I just can't express how good of a community it is, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, to get on with these questions, I have a list here on my left hand side, uh, so let's get on with them. So the first question is from Jay, who's in our Discord server, uh, we'll, which we'll mention later on. And he goes, what made you get into Pokemon? Well, what made me get into Pokemon was the fact that my brother had like a of these cards and, and packs and stuff. And obviously, like as a kid, the first thing you look at and the first thing you really uh, pay attention to is the shininess. And then you're like, oh, wow. That looks absolutely fantastic because it's shiny. It now obviously as a player, I do uh, I do look at some of the cards and stuff, and I think, oh, yeah, that's a nice artwork, but is it really going to be playable? I mean, yeah, it is because we can make every card work, but it does require a lot of things to think about to say that. And I know you may be like, well. There's a lot of cards, there's a lot of cards that are absolutely silly, and they are, I wholeheartedly agree with you out there, but any, I repeat this, any card that has been printed, we can get to work, that is our motto, that is how we think, that is our mindset, any card you can present to me, I will find a way to make it work, it may be silly, in an ideal world, it will never work, and you'd think, why would you even try that? But there's always that 0.01% chance that it will work, and once it pulls off, you'll, you'll just feel sweet victory. You'll just think, oh my lord, I can't believe that worked. I'll bring up another deck like that later on, uh, maybe, in the same, maybe in this podcast or maybe another one. I don't want this to run over too long. But yeah, basically, my brother got me into Pokemon. Also, when I was in primary school, Pokemon was like a massive thing. Everyone used to get the uh, trading cards and the binders and stuff, and everyone used to show everyone else their shinies, used to trade. And then he got banned, because obviously some people are bringing in fakes, but obviously as a kid you don't really know. A shiny is a shiny at the end of the day, and you're like very happy to receive one. But yeah, uh, so I think uh, to wrap that up, it was my brother who got me into Pokemon, and it was also primary school. So the next question is, how long have you been playing Pokemon for? Well, that's quite a good question, to be honest. Uh, if I could put out a time frame on it, I'd say anywhere from one to two years. If you're going to ask properly, then that's never, because I never play anything properly. Anything I create, anything I make, anything I play, is just for pure enjoyment, just for pure amusement, and just to have fun with at the end of the day, because this is all I play for. It's not... To be a, a fully competitive person, it's not to be a fully serious professional player. I just like playing jokey decks, meme decks, whatever you'd like to call them. I play basically non-meta or non-rogue tier decks or anything like that. So I'd probably say one to two years if I could put a time frame on it. Uh, the next question is, what is my favourite Pokemon and why? Well... Uh, some of my friends who are listening to this will immediately be like, oh, it's Winsmicott, it is Winsmicott, 100% it's Winsmicott, and uh, to be honest, it is, <laughs> uh, it's a Winsmicott, uh, for you people who don't know what Winsmicott is, it's basically just a person, but it's like wrapped in cotton, it's just basically like a massive cotton ball, 
Uh, it's pre-Evo. It's called Cottony, and it's just like, I, I think, it's like a cotton bud. Uh, the best way to describe it to other people would possibly be like a cauliflower plant. Uh, it's got little leaves on the side, but yeah, it's basically like a cotton plant, which I know I've just said cauliflower. And I mean, that makes like zero sense to myself and maybe other people out there, if you've never seen one. If you haven't, I'd totally recommend you Google it because it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, the reason why is just because <laughs> I just think it looks cool. I think it's a really underrated Pokemon. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it, to be honest. Uh, the To the next question, so it goes, what do you think the most consistent deck is in the current meta? Uh, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I don't follow meta. I go by another mindset and phrase of forget the meta, basically because I stay as far away as meta as possible, uh, because it's just boring. Meta is just the same after the same, there's so many mirror matches, I just like standing out from the crowd, which is why I started all this, um, but yeah, I think possibly the most consistent deck in the meta currently, in my own honest opinion, is probably Pikachron, uh, the tag team Pikachu and Zekrom, uh, which was printed in Unbroken Bonds, I believe, also came out as a, uh, a league battle deck. The reason why I'm saying that is the amount of tournaments online I've been in, either just like a friendly tournament or the actual PCTGO tournaments, I've just come up to like 90% of the Pikachu decks and it's just the same and it, it just makes me feel really upset and sad because everyone just plays it and the only deck that is pretty funny to get people to rage quit and stuff like that is Goons. Um, Obstagoon is just because it prevents basics from attacking and obviously Picarom is just a hundred percent um basics. Which has been quite a lot of variant lists of Picarom. They've you've got uh Greens Picarom, you've got the Picarom with Tapu Coco V, you've got the Picarom with Bolton V, uh then you've got the Choo Choo's with Picarom, which I think is just great because I think one thing I like about uh, Pokemon TCG is the fact that you can have one card and then there's like a million different ideas you can think of to make it better or just have like a slight variant to try and make it your own like it could be anything simple or small like having one Dedenne to having two Dedenne to having a Vitality Band instead of a um, a big charm or something I think that's what's that's what I really enjoy about seeing people play it and stuff is everyone has their own everyone's is different but then you get like i don't know 20 25 50 percent of the deck which is the exact same which is just like a mirror match i mean also currently in the meta i think is doing well is uh Zacian, which i think is like and another example of that is um you've got turbo Zacian, you've got the loop Zacian, you've got adp Zacian. I mean, there was a time before Sword and Shield, which was ADP used to, like, rampage everyone. It used to be on the meta. It used to be everywhere. Uh, and then you just got, like, uh, people like myself who just used to think, ADP, okay, let's do this. It's a card that is played in majority of decks, which is literally, I think it was just, um, 
I don't, I, I really, it's just gone now, out of my head. Um, ADP and the trio birds from Hidden Fates with Victini from Unified Minds. That used to be uh, one of the stuff that was good because then you could either choose to use the trio birds GX attack to hit um, big damage on certain Pokemon or you could use Alter Creation GX which is the ADP GX attack to hit for an additional 30 and take an additional prize card for your knockout. So for a tank team, instead of taking 3, you take 4. For a normal GX, instead of taking 2, you take 3. For a basic, you take 2. Which I think ADP is just disgusting. If, you, if you're playing Baby Blounds and you're up against an ADP and they've already used all the creation GX and they're just one-shotting you, then it's just, just that's it. You may as well just pack up, shake your opponent's hand and go home. But yeah, slightly gone off track as well again. You'll find that I tend to do this quite a lot. I'll also say the words um, and uh, just like leave a big space because I'm thinking. Uh, this is currently out of like my comfort zone and stuff. I've never done anything like this before. But yeah, it's just a new journey that I'd like to push myself out of my comfort zone. Try being more social with people and stuff like that. But anyway, so the next question is from Mew. Uh, you may know her as MewTube Pokemon. Or just Mewtube. She does run a YouTube channel, which you should totally check her out because it's like very good. Her content is great. Um, she's another person I met in the community who's very nice, and yeah, she's just a good, a good person, if I'm honest. So she would like to know why do people play Mill? So fellow TCG fans would understand what Mill is. To other people who don't, which is like relatively new people or just people who just like to listen, which I do appreciate that too. Mill is basically a case of you've got a set amount of cards in your deck. Uh, you do draw that one per turn and you can use certain supporters, items, Pokemons, stuff like that to draw more cards. And basically what Mill is is a case of your opponent uses certain techniques uh, well not really techniques, it's literally just cards, everything about this is just cards, there's no like special requirements or anything to play a mill. But yeah, basically mill is just a case of, you'll just discard your opponent's deck uh, to hopefully win by deck out. So some cards you've got that do that off the top of my head is um, Belebe and Bryson Man, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, if you do have trouble with that and you're against me, I usually just call her Bella Delphine and Bryson Man. It sounds silly, it sounds just dumb, but it's just easier than calling it Belebe or Bella Bele or whatever the, uh, the heck you'd like to call it. But yeah, so that uh, discards the top three cards of each player's deck. Um, so that's like mad, if I'm honest. If you've only got three cards in your deck, uh, then um, that's it. You're out. Go home. Shake your opponent's hand. Say well done. And be on your way. Loads of people don't appreciate playing Mill. Uh, it's, it's, I think Mill is a very good deck indeed. Because it's a case of, it's a creative thinking. It's, you've got, well, in the TCG that I've learnt myself is, there's loads of different players uh, you've got some people who are aggressive, you've got some people who are, you know, knowledgeable, 
strategic, I believe the uh, word is. I can't pronounce it myself for some reason. I don't know why. You got some uh, just like general clever people, and then you've just got some people like myself who are just like, right, let's done this. Let's make it silly. Let's make it enjoyable. Let's have a joke with it. So I think people who play mill. Well, there's also control people as well. Uh, those are like very good people. People who also like like to tank, build tank decks, and I'll I'll touch upon that either in this one or the next one. So um, people who play mill, I I do have, you know, utmost respect for them because it's showing a creative way of winning. Because the normal winning things are, you've got knocking out all of your opponent's Pokemon. You've got decking out, which is what this mill is about. About you've got uh, like just losing when you've got no basics. Well, you, you obviously start with the basic, but if they donk you, which that's the uh, the phrase of it. So basically, a donk is if I start with someone with sixty HP and my opponent started with a Pokemon with sixty HP and they went second and they attacked that and their base damage did sixty HP, knocked me out. That's it. Of what they've won. Congratulations. I think it's happened to a few people I know, which is quite upsetting, but it's just how it is. Sometimes you get unlucky, sometimes you get like the best hand, all sorts. It's just all a case of RNG, which is random number, number generator, in case you didn't know that. But yeah, to wrap that up, people play Mill because it's fun. It's just enjoyable. It's absolutely great. So the next question is, who is the best PokeTuber? So... The person who asked this is MewTube, which I've already referenced her in a previous question, so I think you should check her out, as clearly she wanted a uh, a bit of a plug for herself. Um, I mean, in my most honest opinion, the person who inspired me to get back into Pokemon trading card game, battling, playing and all that stuff, is a fellow called Dark Integral Gaming. I think his actual name's Donald... Fan, I believe it's called, and he just came up with like the most outrageous ideas ever. His intros are always fun, the more engaging, enjoyable, and stuff like that. He always uh, comes up with new ideas. Well, not at the moment because he's playing some of the game, some of that. He hasn't uploaded from his YouTube for a while, but yeah. Uh, second best, I'd probably go with Mew. I mean, like I said, MewTube is someone you should definitely check out on YouTube. Uh, because oh, that rhyme that I didn't even mean for that. Uh, because she's just like, she's very informative with the videos. She's one of these people who likes to show all the cards. She'll get excited over some of the stuff that she wants to pull. Uh, and also she's fairly new to the uh, the TCG side of things, which again I think is another um, question later on. But yeah, uh, so the next question is who is the best TCG team? Uh, I don't really follow teams, but at the moment I was happily uh, asked to join a team called Team Mewbiz, which is basically a play on word for Mewtube herself, because obviously shorter than Mewtube is Mew, because it sounds silly as Mewtube, the Team Mew, I don't even know how that would probably be pronounced, or some sort of concoction between the two words. But yeah, basically uh, Mewbiz, Team Mewbiz is the team I do play for. It's made up of people who are completely new to the TCG, which obviously is a play on word, newbies, and then, which is MewTube herself, uh, so obviously that's a play on word for newbies. 
uh, and then it's come out with people with like a lot of experience so people who's played in regionals and worlds and cups and stuff like that so it's basically just a lot of different people who's come together to join a team so yeah who's the best TCG team I'm just gonna toot my horn on and say team Mubiz for the win so the next question is what is your aim and ambition for playing Pokemon my aim is to have fun that is it well I tell a lie it's actually to have fun and inspire more people to get involved in the hobby because it's just great I, anything um, anything I do I just try and get more people to think oh it's a creative idea let's try that I also try and get people to play I am officially a Pokemon professor event organizer and I recently just got my judge certification which is always fun I am hoping to open a league in Brickhouse so if anyone's local listening feel free to pop down hopefully I'll get it sorted after the uh, current situation COVID-19 has died down and completely eradicated hopefully that is soon because I know there's a lot of people who want to get outside to play but yeah my ambition and aim is to have fun uh, my aim is not to be one of these people who takes it way too seriously it's a children card game at the end of the day it's just aimed for children and it's just aimed to have fun uh, once it like the uh, the gambling uh, advert is once it stops becoming fun stop so if anyone's taking it way too seriously and if you lose a match or you lose a tournament or something like that and you just throw your toys out the prom I, I just suggest you just take a break because there's, there's no need at the end of the day it's just it's just something fun to do but yeah have fun that is the main aim now the next question is what was my first deck? My very first deck I ever made was a Mewtwo EX with Scattershot. Uh, the secret rare one, of course, got to have the uh, the bling bling. And it also was a Lunala GX from Sun and Moon Base. So basically the principle of that was Psychic Transfer, which allowed me to move as many Psychic Energies from my Pokemon anywhere I want, put them on new ones and all that. It also had um, Beware, which I believe was from Guardians Rising, which when you evolved it allowed you to draw three cards. So basically just had a lot of potential drawing. I mean back in that back in that day when I first started I had no idea what I was doing. It was just a mess. <laughs> it really was. I'd go to league, I'd just lose I'd pay my entry and I'd lose every single match. And then I got to the point of well, it's not fun losing. If I'm going to be entirely truthful, it gets a bit down, it gets you a bit down and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, you've just got to have fun. But yeah, uh, it was a Mewtwo EX, I believe it was from Primal Clash, and it was Lunala GX. Absolute fantastic cards. Also, it was the Lunala GX was printed as a gold secret, super secret rare in Ultra Prism. Which I would tell you, you should check that card out, you should use it in a psychic deck, you should do this, do that with it. But unfortunately it is rotating out, so you've only got like pretty much a limited time to play it. Uh, some people don't actually know that it was reprinted, which is a shock. Because um, it's just a good card, it, it's such a good card. I mean the downfall to it obviously is being a stage, uh, stage 2. But you can just rare candy that up, or you've got stuff like evolutionary incense and stuff like that, communications and stuff like that to get. 
up to that. Uh, so the next question is from Chris from Facebook. What is my favourite set and why? My favourite set is Shining Legends. The reason being it was just the first set I completed. Uh, that was it. I probably spent maximum of £35 to £40 I believe to complete the entire set. Which includes all the Shinings, all like... Oh, and by the way, when I mean complete, I mean it was like complete base set. It had all the cards there from like numbers 1 to 73, I believe. And it also included promos and rainbow rares and all that fancy stuff. All the full arts and stuff. Um, I mean, my friends who possibly are listening would probably stake money on me saying it's the 20th anniversary set. The Japanese version, version, uh, which basically is just the Japanese version of Evolutions, the English print, because the amount of cards I have for that is unbelievable. I've managed to get one complete set of that, one near complete set, and by that I mean I'm missing like the Charizard and maybe two or three other cards, and then I've just got like six, six, seven or eight other near complete sets with like the other cards I've managed to get. Which I've just bought. I've literally just bought loads of them. No idea why. I just thought, right, we'll complete the set. So yeah, I've got some of those for sale if anyone wants to uh, PM me or anything. Uh, the next question is from Chris again. What is my favourite card? Probably the same as a Winsmicott GX or just a Winsmicott in general. Uh, I'd like to pride myself on this as though it's not really a great achievement to anyone else who is listening. I'd say I have and possess the most Winsmicott GXs in the UK. I mean, I've got 18 half art, 9 full art, and 9 rainbow. Why do I have those? Uh, I don't know. I just I just like them. I thought they were absolutely amazing. Uh, they are very, uh, very cheap to get hold of. I mean, I enjoy them. I think they're cool at the end of the day. I've just got loads of them because... I just, I just like them. I just think they're absolutely amazing. It's such an underrated card. But yeah. And then the next question out of the uh, out of the box is uh what color are my socks? Well, currently at the moment I'm wearing blue socks. They do feature the squid, which I believe is called Blooper from Super Mario. So uh yeah. Those my the color of my socks are blue, turquoise with little squids on from Super Mario. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed that answer. So, next question is from Nathan. What would you do for a poison deck? What would I do for a poison deck? Well, there's a Pokemon card in Lost Thunder, I believe the set is, called Spinneract, and it attacks for one uh, grass energy, I think it's called Spider Scram, or it's something along the lines of that. Basically, it paralyzes your opponent, it poisons your opponent, which is all fantastic. I love status conditions. I'll just, they're just so good. It's had so much support in the, um, in the past sets and current set. Rebel Clash, it's really, uh, really helped with the status condition stuff. Uh, so what I do with that is I'd run three to four uh, of the little spider geezers. 
But the downside to its attack is it goes in the lost zone and all cards attached to it goes into the lost zone. So basically you lose the basic as well as the grass energy. So you can't get that. Once it's in the lost zone, it's in the lost zone. That's it. No way to get that back. That's it. It's gone. Say goodbye. Um, so I'd run that. So you paralyze your opponent's Pokemon. You poison him. So with a good combination of that, I would use uh, the Toxic Croak from Sword and Shield base set. I believe that one is. Which, uh, adds up. Adds an additional two damage counter, uh, poison count, poison counters, is what I mean to say. So if you have a, a, f a thick four four line, of that, I believe it's a, base, ten damage for poison. I think it is, and you have four of those, then my mass is terrible. You'll know this later on as well. Um. You'd have 80 damage, so 90 damage a turn is what you'd be doing to your opponent's Pokemon. In an ideal world, if you had um, all four of them set up. But yeah, uh, also combining with that is Shuckle GX from Lost Thunder. I cannot express how amazing that card is. It's got an ability, which I believe, I should have done my research before I started the podcast to be honest. Uh, which I believe is if your opponent's Pokemon has two or less energies, it just won't take any attacks or damage or anything. Which is just awesome. It's just great. Um, also attacks for one grass. It also does uh, triple poison, which you do then, instead of putting one, you can put three damage counters. Uh, not down. God's sake. You can put three poison counters on your opponent's active. So if you've got uh if you if you'd attacked with that, you'd be doing thirty for poison, and then you can do a hundred and what is that, eighteen, hundred and ten damage for poison if you've got Shuckle, four four line of toxic rook on the bench. Um which honestly is just mad. It's insane. The amount you can stack on that is unbelievable. Another good thing for uh poison is Garbador from Rebel Clash, it was a pre-release promo, I think it was, which that ability does, um, if you've got a stadium card in play, you can choose to leave your opponent's active Pokemon confused, uh, Poison, not confused, what about Poison Jacob, don't know why he's saying that, so you're allowed to leave your Pokemon, your opponent, you're allowed to leave your opponent's Pokemon poisoned, so once that poisoned, then you've obviously got the fourth line, of um, your toxic croaks as well. I mean, uh, a dumb idea. Would I suggest it? No, I honestly wouldn't. It's just so silly that I've just thought of this now. You could always run in an Eevee and then a Leafeon GX. Now you may be like, whoa, where are you going with this? This is a poison deck that is strictly dark type grass type as well with the spinner acting shuckle though i do believe shuckle attacks would call us it may be grass so i can be wrong i do apologize if i am but you can also get leafy on you could have trubbish on the bench then you can have um a four four line of the baby tro uh, toxic croak i believe it's called krogon and then you could just get absolutely ridiculously stupid Attach a Grass Energy on your Leafy on GX and use Ground Bloom GX, which allows you to evolve all your Pokemon. 
so uh, you can just do that and then um, once you've done that you've got your toxicroak set up boom and you can have some fun with poison would I suggest it? no <laughs> it's just silly it really is just silly so to that one um, to the question what would you do for a poison deck? Three spinner acts, lost thunder, one to two shuckle GXs, four four line of um, four four line of toxic croak Krogunk, and for a bit of spice, guaranteed poison. I'd probably run maybe one one line of Garbodor from Rebel Clash. Um, but yeah, that's that's my opinion. It works very well. Like I said, it I uh, really appreciate it. I think it's a super cool idea. Conditions are just absolutely amazing. So the next question is from Shy from Facebook, which I thought was a very interesting question. What makes me lean so heavily to off-meta rogue decks? What a very good question indeed. The reason why I don't play meta is because it's boring. You basically, if I'm going to give my honest opinion, you're just a sheep. And what I mean by you're a sheep is, you've got people who used to play ADPization. I play ADPization, I'll go into a general Pokemon match, and the odds of getting faced with ADPization, 90%. And it'll be, right guys, whoever wins the coin flip is going to be the quickest person to try and get your alter creation GX off. As soon as you get that off, you can attach for turn, then you can use ultimate ray for a base damage of 150, plus you add your 30 on, which would make it 180, and then you can attach three energies from your deck, basically, then boom, your Zation's up. Hits for two, 220, I think, a base damage it is, 35. then 250 with alter creation GX, and then that that's it. That's literally it. That's all it is. Uh, I'll hit you for this. You take three prizes because I'm a V. Or you'll hit me. You take three prizes. I'll hit you. I'll t it's just it's just boring. It really is. And the, the reason why I just don't even bother playing meta is, like I said, it, it's just boring. It's just mirror matches. It just takes... I mean this in the nicest way possible, the people who do play meta and who do well. Congratulations on you guys, but I just don't understand why. <laughs> there's so many cards with potential, there's so many ideas you can do, and with the fact of playing meta, it's just like boring. It's so boring. It's just a game of who's quick? Am I quicker than you? Are you quicker than me? And I just, just don't like it basically that's the reason I just think it's boring and I think it's just sheep just being a sheep but yeah next question what is uh, what's the most standard deck I have took to an event well then um, I kinda I kinda just hate this I, I just hate this question so much the most standard deck I have taken to a tournament was Blounds Baby, baby blounds with the Pidgeot line. Right. For consistency, you should say for consistency, but for me, it just wasn't. It just ended so bad. It was the worst decision of my entire life. 
So let's just, this is basically a brief rundown of what happened. Right, I partnered up my first time. What was prized? I hear you ask. That was correct. All my fiery flints, so I literally had zero chance of getting energy, energy out of my deck onto my blounds, anything like that. Um, and then, so I had the Pidgeotos, but they, they were just nothing. Elms Lecture, you can't use a support first turn, so that really hindered me. Because usually when I go, I think, I mean, like, like I said, I don't play meta, this was just a deck I bought offline. So you go with Blounds, you ideally want to get, like, two... Two Vivibus Ephelons with Ultra Space out. Two Pidgeys, maybe three Pidgeys, and you can Elm first turn, grab your Pidgeos, boom, set up. Next turn, evolve them all. Pidgeot. Just, that's it, consistent. I'll choose one Airmail, that is the ability Pidgeot has. Which allows you to look at the top two cards of your deck, put one in your hand and one at the bottom of your deck. Which you can see is actually pretty decent because then in theory you're drawing one card for turn and potentially three. Which is good because it makes you get all the decisions that you want that you could use against your opponent. But no, nothing. Just didn't work. Lost that match. Second match. What was prized? My Pidgeot. So I had no way of getting anything out of the deck. No way of getting anything decent. Uh, and it just kept on going like, like that. Oh, uh, the third one was my Weld. All, all four Welders were prized. Then it was Fiery Crisp, honestly it was just awful. I mean, either I have the worst luck in the world or each and every one of my opponents were just absolutely amazing at shuffling. Um, but yeah, so that that's, I hope that answers your question there. That was my standard deck. So this one's from Glenn. How do I go about constructing a deck? Um... Basically, in my own opinion, it, for what I use is, I look at a card, and I think, that's playable, that's playable, that's playable. And then I think, oh, right, so, that's pretty cool. How how can I make that work? Which obviously then goes uh, to the next question, is asked, uh, an example of when a combo hasn't worked and when a combo has worked. So... Uh, I go about constructing a deck is, usually, I'm presented with an idea. Sometimes I'm not presented with an idea. Uh, or someone's asked me, Hey, uh, Jacob, how could I make a deck around this card? And then I'm like, well, you can do it like this, you can do it with that, you can, you can just do this, you can do that, you can partner it with this, if you do this and that'll happen, you can do that, and then whilst you've done this, you can do that. There's just like a million, million ideas and stuff like that go through my head. In which some people are like, why? Why are you uh, why are you thinking about all this? Can you not just give me a simple answer? Can you not just nail it down to one card? And it's like, no, I can't do it. I don't know why, but it's just how it is. It's just how our brain works. I mean, you could present it with like a ditto from Detective Pikachu and then you could just be like, right, make me a deck around that and I'll be like, boom, simple, this is how we'll do it. May not be the main attacker, may just be there to tech, but it'll happen. So how do I go about constructing a deck? Basically I just like look at one card and I just think, right, that could work with this, that could work with that, that's awesome, let's do it. So he want, uh, Glenn wants to know an example of when a combo hasn't worked. Well, finish your service. I had a deck back in the Sun and Moon era called Spectacular Salsa. 
which I may, you know, I may say it was an absolute amazing deck. I could not fault it. And you guys listening will think, wow, what a creative name that is. It is. Cheers for that. Um, so basically what it involved is Celestial Storm, Ori, Ori which had for one fire, it had the move Salsa. It might literally just be called Spectacular Salsa or something along the lines of that. And basically what it did was you could choose your opponent's bench Pokemon and when that had come into the active it would be confused and burned. So again, uh, I hear you ask, he's on, he's on about these uh, he's on about this, uh, these conditions again, he, li- he likes this doesn't he? I do yeah, I do. Like I said, conditions are just absolutely fantastic. Especially if you're playing online, because at the end, then it comes up with, like, you've done zero damage. It's just done by, like, state's inflicted condition. So, with what happened was, is, uh, the deck literally featured Infinite uh, from Ultra Prism, which, what that did was, is, if your opponent's burn, instead of putting two damage counts on, that would ramp it up to six. So, you'd be doing 60 damage for burn. And then they were confused, and you may think, hmm, confused. You TCG players may be like, confused. If they wanted to attack, I'd have to rely on a, fl- a coin flip just to take some damage. And if they got a Tails, they'd be doing 20 damage to themselves. Well, this is where I hear you, and I say, Parasect from Team Up is an absolute godsend. And what I mean by that, it has the ability, Panic Spores, if your opponents come... Uh, if your opponent's Pokemon is confused, it takes an additional 20 damage. So, Infinite's ability does not stack. So you can't exactly have two of those on the bench. You'd be hitting for base damage of 120. So I was like, well, you can probably hear what, you probably think of where I'm going with this. But here we go. You have four or three Parises and Parasects on the bench, which is... If you've got three, that's 60. As well as 60 on top of burned. That's 120 damage. That's a lot. It's an unbelievable amount. So, that was a... Oh, yeah, that was the question of an example of when a combo has worked. That That's worked. Uh, Spectacular Salsa has worked. So, uh, oh, also, burned. Uh, the flip for burn. So if they got a head, then burn would be gone. If they got a tails, burn would be still there. The odds on flipping a coin on the PC TGO is like a hundred percent chance it'll get heads. It's just unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's just broken. It's so annoying as well. So we'd use a stadium from Dragon Majesty, I believe the set is called uh, Well Volcano Park, which was regardless of what they flip, they're still burned. So that'd just trap them there. That's it. You're still burned there. That's it. He's still taking 100 and, 100 and odd damage. 120 damage, I believe it was. Unless you can get out of the active spot by a switch, Mallow and Lana, a skate rope, a skateboard. Uh, I, I think that's all switching cards that used to run. Uh, people used to run back in the day. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just absolutely amazing. Um, and then... Oh well, technically it didn't work as well because after rotation hit we lost stuff like Ultra Ball, Nest Ball, Field Blower, all this sort of stuff. Um, so that didn't. Now I've tried to revamp it. I've tried to bring it up to the norm. 
didn't work, doesn't work, I'm just going to scrap it. It was a good deck whilst it lasted, but now it doesn't. Uh, an example of when a combo has worked. So guys, you know Unknown Hand from Lost Thunder, basically their ability is if you if that Unknown is in the active and it's got 35 cards in your hand, you win the game. Ridiculous, dumb, silly, stupid, I hear you, I really do, but this guy got it to work. Basically, an example of when a combo has worked was Clay. If you're not familiar with what Clay does, Clay is a supporter. Discard the top 7 cards of your deck, if it's an item, you stick it in your hand. So what, um, what more fun do we do than using one clay and then with clay uh, you discard a top 7 hoping to get all items so then you can get 7 cards in your hand which obviously then like there's a lot of maths in between it so you could uh, lose you could um, what is it get uh, go down one prize and then you can come up with the other supporter of Lieutenant Surge's strategy which was printed in Hidden Face and another set, Team Up I believe the, the set was which Surge says if you're behind on prizes you're able to use two additional supports so in theory you're using three a turn <sighs> which is mental so you go and use Surge and then you drop double clay so you just get in the top 14 cards of your deck praying to Arceus and Jesus himself that you get 14 cards off your deck in your hand. So that's 14 cards. Bearing in mind you've drawn for 2, which is 15. Uh, so really you're halfway there. Um, you're pretty much just halfway there. You can get it. You've done it. And we also run Zation in the deck. Uh, so that draws an additional 3. So you draw for turn. Uh, you use Clay if you want. Uh, and then obviously you pray to God you get... 14 cards if you've searched and double cleared. Also use Zation V, which then you can get 3 cards on there. So what's that? 15, and then that's 3, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's 18. 1 for 10, that's 9. So you potentially 19 cards in your hand at go, which is pretty ridiculous. It's just stupid. I think the deck is like 90% item cards. That's it. It's just ridiculous. And it's that broke, it's that dumb, it's that ridiculous. I decided to take it to a tournament and I believe I played played it and played, no, uh, not played, placed third in the entire tournament. I think there might have been anywhere from 7 to 12 players, which doesn't really seem a lot, but if you're playing against people who play like Snorlax VMAX, or ADP Zacian, Goons, stuff like that. It kind of makes you feel self-impressive. I mean, as when he said I came third or fourth, I can't even remember. Like I said, I should have done my research before shooting his first episode. I thought, that's absolutely bonkers. That's ridiculous. As if I've taken a, a deck to this competition event and I've actually done well with it. I've actually won a match. I mean, I was telling my friends about it and it was like, oh, but you didn't come first, you didn't come second, you didn't you didn't win anything. But like I said, it was it was something I created, it was something I was using, it was something I was enjoying. And did I have fun at the end of it? Yeah. I had an immense amount of fun. I could not express how jokey it was, how 
cheerful I was, how happy I was, everything. I was so amazed at actually getting it done and uh, winning my matches. I won a few matches, I think, with it. The guy I was against as well, that was like the talk of the tournament. It was just thinking, why is a kid brought unknown hand as a deck? Is he actually for serious? Yeah? Sounds a really awful phrase, that I know, but I just uh, really enjoyed it. It was fun. I won a few matches. There we go. Uh, that's that's um, that's the end of the questions. Um, yeah, uh, I'm probably going to end it there. We're already at like 52 minutes there. Hopefully I didn't, I didn't want to make it too long. I'm not really too sure how long a pod, podcast is. But yeah, uh, so also with my Premium Spices TCG page, I was obviously um, kind enough to be sponsored by a guy on Facebook called Ben Thry, I believe his name is, or Ben Harper. The guy runs a company called Bath TCG. Again, highly would recommend them out. They're like the love. He's like the loveliest person, or one of the loveliest people you meet. Helped me out so much. Helped me with my Winsmacott collection, and the prices of some of his goods and products and stuff is just extremely cheap. You just think, wow, that is extremely cheap. How can a business stay afloat selling it that cheap? But yeah. totally recommend him check him out Uh, a few honourable mentions at the end right now is Ben Allen Extra Collectibles um, YouTube Pokemon uh, the YouTuber YouTube Ben Harper Ben Thrive one of the two Bath TCG fella I just like everyone if I could I just have a I could just write a list of names of everyone but we'd be here for everyone uh, for ages, I mean, because there's just so many people I could thank for all their support and love and everything in the community. But yeah, anyway, to wrap it up, thanks for joining, thanks for listening. Um, I really appreciate if you do listen or if you share it with your friends and stuff. Like I said, the first time I've ever done anything like this, I do appreciate it for the support and stuff I've been given so far. It's a new journey. I hope everyone enjoys it. If you want something to do in your spare time, you should collect Pokemon. You should, because it's just fantastic. But yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. hope you're all staying safe out here in the current conditions. I hope you're spending time with your family. I hope you're like connecting with each other. But yeah, anyway, signing off now. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining. I'll hopefully be back soon with another podcast episode. Not too sure of what that will entail yet. We'll keep you posted on Facebook and on my uh, social media as well. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. This is Premium Spice and this TCG signing out again. Thank you very much again. Thank you. Bye.